So how do you achieve financial freedom, gain wealth, and live life on your terms? That is the question, and here is the answer. I'm A.G. Osborne. Welcome to Cash Flow to Freedom. Welcome to Cash Flow to Freedom. How's all our freedom fighters out there doing? We're loving the subject that we've been talking about our last podcast. We talked a lot about getting started in entrepreneurship. We talked about how to find the right idea, surround yourself with the right people, to know whether you are onto something or not. And uh, we wanted to follow it up with this next one. And we started to get into it in the last podcast. And we're like, we need to dedicate an entire podcast to this. It's that important. And what we started talking about in that in, in that podcast was people, how they fund it and how they get started on their venture and entrepreneurship. I'm very, very passionate about this because I've seen so many people get burned. And I think we have some pretty good examples here starting our own companies. And a lot of people may not like them, but it's the truth of the situation. And you have to understand, I think both me and Rock would agree is starting a company, capital is king. It's the lifeblood of your organization. And if you're not prepared and if you don't have a plan, if you're not ready for that, even if your idea is good and your idea could be the next Google, it won't matter. It'll die. And so we talked about not romanticizing your idea in an entrepreneurship. And this is really where the rubber hits the road on that. That's like, you got to be practical. You got to look at this and figure this out. And this is very, very important for anyone trying to start up a new company and a new idea. You need to structure your finances so that your worst case scenario is everyone else's normal. And what I mean by that is if you're going to start a business and you're not raising capital, like, and that, that could be, a, that we can make that a topic if you want. But the way I started my company is I saved my money. Most people are most not people, going out. Yeah, and most people are going to bootstrap. Two hundred thousand dollar, a five million dollar raise. They're just not doing it. Yeah. So if you're if you're bootstrapping your business, then you should set your life up in a way where you can create a savings rate where you have this these funds that are being saved to a separate account that you're not touching, and those funds can be directly used for your business idea. And you should kind of have an idea, like you'd want to run a, a profit and loss statement to figure out how much capital you need to get started. Like, for instance, on a first order and maybe the first three months of expenses. And you need to outline how much money that takes. So let's say it's ten grand, and you need to build your life around how do I save that ten grand, or do I have that ten grand already? And then how do I live my life currently by budgeting to to make sure that you don't risk what you have. Too, too much of an extent. No, Obviously, there you, is risk, but... Yeah, but you're you're exactly right. You know, Warren Buffett said, you never risk what you need for something you want. You got to get that in your head. You do not go grab a credit card and put $30,000 in debt or pay the kids' college funds to start up a new business because you think that you're going to be wildly successful and everything like that. The reason that's not good is, first, obvious reason... It could screw you, right? I mean, you could get in big, big trouble. But second, for me, you give yourself no room to fail. And if you can't fail, you can't figure out what works. Right. So basically, when you do that, you're rolling the dice. It's all on red. And if it doesn't hit red, it doesn't work out. Right. I believe in entrepreneurship. You're not gambling. You're coming to a conclusion and you're figuring, figuring out all the ways that something won't work until you figure out the right way 
to deploy value, what value you are deploying and everything like that, you're not gambling. And don't romanticize it as, oh, I have this billion dollar idea and get all my friends and everybody, we're going to put some money into it and it will be successful. You should go into it expecting that the way to get to your goal may change multiple, multiple times. The reason being is it's going to. In my business, in all my businesses, the game changes almost every five years. Yeah. Like what we did four or five years ago will not work today. We have to be open. We have to be flexible for those changes. And so I started up my brokerage firm, whatever it was, just even eight months ago. And I knew that my running expenses were going to be starting out around $6,000 a month, right? And then after about six months, that would go to 15000 and kind of incrementally there, I had it all mapped up. I started that business. Not only did I have the savings, but me and my wife, we defer lots of things that we could have and we could do to make sure that we have huge margins in our personal budgeting so we can take on risks like that. So what, what, what kind of things do you guys do? So you talk about this personal budgeting and everything. And if your goal is to be financially free, be an entrepreneur, right? Start up a business, everything else like that, then act like it. Don't go buy a big home. Don't go buy two cars. Those aren't the goal. That's not what you're shooting for. Your goal is the business. Your goal is to become financially free. That capital is the only way you can get to your goal. So don't put it on other things. You got to be focused. You got to know what you want in life, right? And now too, I live in a really nice home, right? But it doesn't do anything to my finance. It just doesn't really make or break me. It doesn't have anything to do with whether I can start up in businesses or invest. But when me and my wife were starting, I was making six plus figures, so $150,000 a year from my sales job. And our rent was $300. When we bought our first house, we had as much cash in the bank as my entire house was worth at that time. And the reason being was we worked two jobs and everything we made when we could buy a house, we didn't, right? We didn't do it. We didn't go buy new cars, right? My wife doesn't drive super nice cars. We never did. They were junkers. They weren't, were not, even though we had the money to do it, that wasn't the goal though. You need to make sacrifices, right? If you have a two income household and you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to live on one income, right? You got to do it. Now, if you're young, starting out, you got roommates, right? Yep. You're house hacking, so you don't pay the mortgage. Yeah. And I can explain a little bit about that. Please like, do. What I would try to do if I was starting out is I would set it up so at least 50% of my income is getting saved, which I got from yes. you. And I get I put that in a different account. I don't even see that account. And when I started, I was working, I was thinking I was making like 30 grand a year working at bodybuilding.com, just customer service. And I was saving all my money. And I think I saved up like five grand, six grand. It was enough to kickstart my first order of my product in an import. And I ordered like 500 units or something. And it gave me enough runway for like three months to kind of get it turning online. And it started to work. And then at a certain point, it was able to cover its expenses and reorders and all that stuff. But to get myself to that point, yeah, I was, I, I lived on 30 grand. I think I was saving, yeah, I was saving about half my income. And I had bought a duplex and I was renting out the other side and living with a roommate. So 
I was living for free for the most part. I think I, I, I was probably paying like a hundred bucks in utilities, but for that, like if you think about how much your rent is over the course of a year, for most people, it's at a minimum of probably eight grand to, I guess it could be anywhere close to 30 grand. I don't know. It depends where you live. But if you're saving that and you're not spending it, that's money that you could use on your business. And I had somebody argue with me about, it was on that forum. He was arguing how the money that I spent on the duplex could have been used for the business. Because it, it, the duplex cost me seven grand in savings. And keep in mind, like my, I bought the duplex. I was living with my dad at the time. I bought the duplex 10 months, 10 or 15 months after I started my business. So that's that's the gap in savings there. Because... I started the business with six grand that could have easily gotten sucked up in rent payments, car payments, going out to eat with friends, just all that stuff that you don't think about doing at the moment. But then when the time comes where you're like, I wish I had started that business. Oh, I didn't have enough money. And that's an excuse because the actions you took, took away that money. to take. And they'll, yeah, and they'll continue to take away. Yeah, you're right. So I think if you're trying to get started... Well, and, and two, you're talking about two different kind of expenses here. You're talking about startup capital versus cash flow, right? And the position you put yourself in, though, even though you sacrificed that startup capital into a house, you created a cash flow to feed a business ongoing. Right. Buying the house was a way of removing an overhead expense and adding future cash flow. And an asset. And an asset, yeah. So. It was probably the best thing I ever did. And it's, I think I would argue it's one of the best things you can do in your, I guess, in your young adult life, if you, as long as you can do it. Because that duplex now is, I mean, it's doubled in value and it's, it's not nearly as good as the business, but it's that security that's there and it's something to fall back on. So say something does go wrong in my business, well, I don't have to worry about overhead. And I think most people don't start businesses or they kind of trap themselves by living by being consumed by what they consume and what i mean by that is you get cars houses food vacations credit card debt those types of things they trap you so you have to work and you don't have the chance to say well let's set aside this 10 grant and let's roll the dice because it is rolling the dice like no one knows if their business is going to work that the odds of a, a, a business reaching i think only what is it four percent of businesses ever reach a million dollars in revenue so the odds are super stacked against you The reason though too, like I'd actually completely argue that if you set yourself up right, it drops down. It drops way down. And that's what I was trying to get to. Out of that 90 whatever percent of people that fell, I bet you 85% of them were set up so badly that it had nothing to do with the business. They could have never been successful. And that's, yeah, I was trying to explain like, so the 4%, you can reach 4%, but I would think you can get there faster and way less risky if you set yourself up properly and you pick the right business model. And business models is maybe something we can get into later. Yeah. Because obviously, if you own a franchise that sells, I don't know, tacos, like, I don't know, Taco Bell, you're probably not going to hit a million. Yeah. Like, it's just in the franchise model. If you own a bunch of them, maybe. But go- coming back to setting yourself up for, for starting well, a business. Well, and you need mass capital to start yeah. franchises like that. Yeah. And if you're going to go down that road, that's fine. Then you need to have a very aggressive saving savings plan. So you need to be living on 50% of your income because you're going to have to save up 50% of your income for maybe decades yeah. to be able to afford a franchise well, like that. And I was going to say, if the I wouldn't do the franchise model. If you're, if you're listening to this and you can save 50% of your income, I would also look for low barrier to entry businesses where you can get started for relatively cheap, under 20 grand, 
get something going, start making some cash flow on the, well, on the and, side. And that's important too, because if you're, so I'm married, I have four children. My wife is just such a good human being, way better than I am. And if you look at it, when we got married, my wife was very clear on expectations. I am staying home to raise kids. It's what I want to do. And she expects me to be a provider so that she can raise our children. And when I married her, I knew that's what I was getting into. Like, that's what she wanted to do. So then that said, okay, now I know that I need to be able to provide for that. Now I have all these other things that I want to do and everything else like that. If you're looking at getting in and you have kids, things like that, maybe even one income, all that kind of stuff, instead of saying, I have to just cut, 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 it's going to destroy our lives or anything like that. I like the idea of going into starting out in a low barrier business at low capital cost, like you're talking about. So, and two, you can test ideas at relatively low cost. Now, I think what happens is if you don't have the capital influx to put in tons of money to get it going, everything else like that, you're just simply exaggerating the time that it takes to start up, right? Right. But it's not that it can't be done. So I love that idea of saying, start smaller, right? Just micro startups almost. Yeah. Start smaller or get going to something where you can sell something sales. Yeah. Because the problem is if you're listening to this and you're having a hard time saving or you're complaining about how much money you spend versus save, it's probably because you're not making enough money. Yeah. And in order to make money, either you can do two things. You can, you can get a sales job and, and spike your sales income, mm-hmm. or you can start a business and try and scale it as, as quickly as possible. And obviously internet businesses move way faster than physical businesses or, or any other type of model. That's a good thing you bring up. The business model that you're in will change your time frame. Yeah. It'll also change the cost. And you need to be reasonable at the expectations on that time. And that's another reason you should never quit your job or anything else like that. Because going through your savings, you could do that really quick. All my businesses, I have one business that cash flow positive in under a year. That I don't want to equate that because the only reason that that's true is because I spent years and years before learning the skills and everything that could attribute to getting that, right? Yeah. Businesses take years. Yep. Lots of times they just take years and you need to be able to withstand that because out of that 4% or whatever the small percentages that make it, it's either doing it set up to fail, capital cost, or they you just can't last. Yeah, I think... The people people that say, "Oh yeah, just quit your job and go start your go build your dream," it you can do that if you live with your parents and yeah. you have twenty grand saved up. Yeah. Try it. Yeah, I wouldn't do that ever. I would probably go get a a full time paying job that pays you as good as you can because you're going to need that money to not only put into your business but to live off of. And that's that's what I did here. And two, like you say, Rock, the reason is capital is opportunity. It's yeah. options. It's yeah. abilities. You can drop new products. You can get your business faster. You can do more stuff, right? I work two jobs, kind of, I guess you could argue it, three jobs, right? When my employees at one go home at five, I start the other, right? I have to get up early. I work weekends. I work nights and I don't even need to, yeah. but I know in order to get the businesses and things that I want to start off the ground, I do. I still save money. I still do all those things because capital is opportunity. Right. Right. And I want to take advantage of that opportunity. And if you're in a place where you can't, you just limit your opportunity, right? It's, it's just, you limit your ability. 
And I think that you need to be ready to make sacrifice. I know that I was talking to a guy and I talked to him and he's like, the problem is me and my wife, we have a social life, right? And he's like, I, we like to go out at nights and on the weekends. And I'm like, okay, well then that's what you're doing. Like, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's what you're doing now. You are giving up one thing for another. And if you're like, well, I'm going to quit my job to start my business because I want my nights and weekends. Yeah, you're just, that's just not going to work. If you're starting an entrepreneurship, you need time and capital. Yeah. And if you go into it thinking anything but that, you are wrong. I put my kids to bed and I start on my emails. That's usually when I get my emails because I'm too busy during the day, right? And then I do emails till 12 o'clock at night. And so if you're getting into entrepreneurship, you need capital and time. It's totally possible, but it's just identifying if you want to do that and then creating the situation to do it. Lots of people, they need to work a full-time job. Then they need to work nights and weekends to execute on their dream, on their business, right? Yep. You've been doing that for how long? Yeah, years, four years. Nights, crazy, weekends, That's everything. So crazy. Yeah. Well, and I think let's pull it, pull it back to how do you set yourself up for it? Yeah. There is no secret. I think you just have to do more work. Yeah. And I, like, that's not what anyone wants to hear. And people are like, oh, that's a pretty generic answer. But that's like that underlying truth is you need to get a, as best opportunity, like the opportunity of leaving bodybuilding and coming to work for you. I would argue it doubled my income. And not only that, I get to hang around you all day. Yeah. So knowledge and resources. I work for you and I still have that business and I, it keeps going. Yeah. And over the past four years, and I'm just giving this example to everybody listening so that you can see how it tactically is done. Work for you, no arguments. Like you just show up nine to five, whatever, yeah. whatever's needed. It wasn't sometimes, I mean, we would travel and whatever it is. Yeah. And the business, the reason that online's great is because I don't have to be there all the time and I can do it part time after work. And I would do it from, I'd go work out after work. So I'd get done by like seven thirty eight. And then I go work from like eight to one midnight, whatever it is, whatever's needed. And then I just repeat that. And like sometimes I work, I work on, yeah. on, on the, on the business. And I think that people would say, oh, that's way too much work. I, I can't sacrifice all those things, but that's fine. Then don't expect to, to have that, that outcome of owning your own business and having, I guess you could call it passive income, yeah. achieving that goal. Yeah. But you need to understand that to get to a certain level, you need to give up other things and you just need to be okay with that. And I think like, I, I realized that young, like what I just explained, I realized that the path to get there, cause I had kind of done it through weightlifting. I realized, oh, to achieve the physique that I'd want, I need to give up all these things to get there. And I, I'd done that and I didn't have a problem with it. And it, I think I was like 19. I was like, to get the financial lifestyle I want, I need to give up that. And for me, that's not a hard thing to do. I just, I just did it. Yeah. But to a lot of people, I think if you're having that turmoil of like the fear of missing out yes. on like hanging out with your friends or the fear of opportunities that, that are more fun to you, then you probably shouldn't be doing the business because to me, you will never beat me because yeah. you're the thing that you wish you're missing out on is my business. Yeah. So like, good luck. And, yeah. and I think a lot of people would think that it's opposite when you need to find a business that you love to do and it's fun for you. Yeah. And I think that's kind of when you know, and I'm not saying follow your passions. I'm saying build a business that's fun for you. Yeah. You know, you, you've hit on a couple points there that, that are just, they're just inevitable truths. And 
I love the game. Yeah. I, I, I love it. I love the game. I am the kind of person that I can't go on vacation. I do because my wife and my kids want to go. It's hard for me. My wife knows. Yeah, you never want to be stuck in a room with AJ. It, 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 like <laughs> we went to, we went on a vacation and vacation. I vacation. guess you could, it was a work yeah. work thing. We we're in New York at Lake Placid, and this guy's pacing around the room for like hours. <laughs> I'm like, dude, relax. It was like two days gone. I just I like to be in it. I like to be in the game. And when I go on vacation. My wife knows we need to give AJ a few hours every day to work, right? And the reason being is it's like I'm doing the funnest thing in the world and then I can't do it. And I know everybody else is doing this thing that I'm trying to build and I'm trying to work and everything. And I could be if I want, but I'm not. And you need to be passionate about it like that, right? You need to say, this is my passion. If hanging out with friends at the bar on the weekends and drinking wine on the weekends. So if, if that's your thing, then that's your thing, right? Yeah. It, it is. That's, that's what you do. There's nothing wrong with There's it. There's nothing wrong with that. But you need to be clear because if not, what's going to happen is you're going to get in this and you're going to go, this is drowning me. I'm miserable. I'm using all my money doing this. And you're going to be so unhappy. And if that's the case, you shouldn't be doing those things because you're going to take on so much financial risk. Yeah. It's going to... In ex- if you're married and kids, things like that, you're not going to be happy. Your home life's going to be, and that's just, it's not worth it. Right. Yeah. And I think like, so we've kind of talked about like setting yourself with a budget and how you should handle your finances, but like, that's, this is like the mental side of it. Yeah. Like you don't get to a point where you're making as much money as you ever wanted and you don't have to do anything anymore. That doesn't exist. No, it You think it does when you start, you're like, oh, I can get there. That doesn't exist. No. And so if you're, if you're going into it and you're like, oh, I have to give up when, all this stuff. When I first became a millionaire, I was so disappointed. I was in a depression. I was like, this sucks. Why? Because this isn't anything like I thought it would be. It's not nearly enough. And I think the reason being is you don't understand the basic economics of business, right? And I became a millionaire and it just, I thought that I'd be in a place different, that status. So when we found out that I was a millionaire. I think I was like, I came home and I said, I came home and the kids were playing on the phone. I turned, Hey, sweetheart. So, um, we're millionaires. And she looked up from the kitchen table and she said, that's great. What do you want to eat tonight? And I'm like, I don't know, whatever. And I walked in the other room. That was it. Like, right. That was it. And next day I went back, got to work. And it was just, it was like, I got to go back to work. Everything else like that. Cause my wife, she's not materialistic and things like that. And it was like, that change anything? No, yeah. right? It doesn't. So you need to enjoy this process. And if you're sitting here going, oh, there's just going to be this goal that I'm just going to get. And then it's all of suddenly going to be worth it. And yeah. my dreams are going to come true. I'm going to be an Instagram star and I'm going to be driving around in Ferraris and everything else like that. You're very misguided, which I think is a big thing today. Yeah. I think people have really weird skewed perspectives and yeah. skewed perspectives of what entrepreneurship is like. And because of, well, because of the advent of social, social media, media and things like that, where most of the time what you're just saying is something you're being sold. It's manufactured reality. It's a manufactured reality. And I, I've had the pleasure and the wonderful opportunity where being in a corporate sales job, as in I work with corporations and I manage their benefits and stuff with them, I know just so many successful people because I got to see the businesses they were starting up and everything like that. And I can tell you right now, I never met 
a successful person. I've worked with people and hundreds and hundreds of millions and everything like that. And there was no Instagram star behind that person. There, right. You know what I mean? There was, that just didn't exist. Yeah. They were, they loved what they did. They were hard workers and uh, they made sacrifices early on to get where they were. But it's just too, we come back to this idea though. It's, it's hard to call it a sacrifice. Cause I, some people, I guess they, they may like love to buy a car. I want to buy a new business. Like yeah. <laughs> it's a, that's my trophy or, or, or what I like. Right. And once you figure out what you're doing, I think it also gets funner. Yeah. Oh yeah. You understand the game better and how to play it. And at first it's, it's not that it's not frustrating. It's not that it's not hard, right? It, it is, it's really frustrating and it can be really hard. And in fact, too, it can be scary. I, I can tell you I've had years of my life that I didn't know what the future was going to look like. And me, my wife, my family, and sitting here saying I made a mistake that just destroyed like our lives, you know, and things like that and that weight. And that's, that's not the fun part of it. That's the hard part of it and everything else like that. But it is part of the process. Yeah. And I think, I mean, if, if you're trying to start out understanding mental side of things, as well as the financial side, to get your stuff together to try. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, it is important. And I think, yeah, having a clear understanding of why you're doing what you're doing, having a clear understanding of your finances. And having um, that communication, what you're talking about right there with your significant other. Yeah, if, if you're married, I'm not married, but if, if you're married, or I guess if you have a girlfriend, you should probably find a girlfriend that supports what you're doing. And if, you, yeah. if she doesn't support it, probably find a new one. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, guess. No, yeah. Um, but what other things could anyone else do to set themselves up? Those are the main things. Those that are the I main did. things. And and two, it, I guess you know, as you said right at the beginning of the podcast, Rock, there is no one, two, three, four step. That yeah. that doesn't exist. So what we're talking about and all the things that we've mentioned, it's putting yourself in a position to take advantage of opportunity. So yeah. you need to limit expenses, increase your free cash flow. We talk about working jobs, working extra time. Those kind of things, because once again, you're increasing the odds of you being successful. And that's what this is about, right? right? You're trying to increase the odds that your business, your opportunities to start up will succeed, that you will be successful in those endeavors and expenses and one single income that is supposed to be drawn off the expense or drawn off savings that also you're drawing off savings to fund your business, things like that. That's putting you just in a bad situation. So look at your situation, figure out what is the best thing to do to put you in a situation to where you have the most time to make your business work and can allocate the most resources to that business. Time, money, love, care, everything else like that. The more you can allocate, the more opportunity you'll have and the more your chances will be to be successful. Not everybody is the same. Not everybody has the same opportunities. Not everybody has the same risk right? And for some people, you may have a business where, yeah, you have to quit your job. Like it, it only works nine to five because it's retail, something like that. And you're like, I can't work to do it. And take like the that. leap. Yeah. Take the leap. And two, get yourself in a position to where you can, you can. And it's like, you know, some of those practical steps, like we've talked about really, really do help. And the better you can get that first step, the better your foundation is on that first step. First of all, not only is the more likely it's going to be successful, but I I can tell you right now, the more likely you're going to enjoy it. That Mm -hmm. pressure may not be as big on you. Like when you're starting out or even for me, when I started my third business, right, I had cash flowing assets that paid the bills. 
It's not like I'm sitting here going, oh, geez, if this thing tanks, my life is over, right? That makes it a lot easier to start a business. Yeah. And so the more you can make it easier on yourself mentally, or even with you, when you started your business, right? You're doing this nights, the weekends. What would have changed if your business didn't succeed? Not really anything. I mean, I was, I've, I'd been trying things and I'd probably spent like more than six to $10,000 just trying things like trying to figure out websites and all that stuff. So, but not on debt. No, not on yeah. debt. I'd, I'd say I, I was already saving a ton of money because I would, didn't have anything. So I'd just save all my money and then just try ideas. And it took one idea to, I think, yeah, I mean, it's crazy to see the growth. And not only that, like if it all went away, I could do it pretty quickly again. Yeah. Just understanding what I know now and like we're, I'm doing it again. I'm, I'm yeah. building other companies yeah. because the value is not in the money you spend to build the business. It's in what you start to understand and who you like, who you kind of become because that, that is way more in, it's invaluable because uh, like you can do more. You yeah. can like, even if that business fails five, five years down the road or if it fails that, that like two weeks later after you start, you can at least have that extra bit of knowledge and keep trying and keep trying. And all that stacks up on itself and sets yourself up for, for the, for when you do make it. Once you understand the game, you can repeat it. Yeah. And you can create a winning strategy to keep going. Right. I really do. I hope this was helpful. It's a lot of the things that I think I wish somebody would have just sat down and told me getting going right at first. The more you can cut that learning curve and the more you can set yourself up for success, the faster it'll go, the happier it will be. And I do think that you have this capital flow, like we talked about, capital, time, you got to consider both those things. And one of the things like Rock mentioned a little early on is that mental side. You got to be mentally prepared and you got to be mentally okay too with the downside of failing. It, it just, you just got to be saying, Hey, the risks are worth the reward. Yep. And as long as you have that, you're putting your best foot forward and you have the most odds of being successful. Anyways, I hope this was all helpful. It was a continuation of the last episode. If you did not hear the last podcast, go back to that. That was more on creating ideas and knowing whether your ideas will be successful or not. And this is the second one, how to take the step in financing. And I hope that that helps all you freedom fighters out there. Thanks again. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Cashflow to Freedom. Be sure to subscribe to us for more and feel free to check us out at cashflow with the number 2freedom.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook. And also, if you could leave us a good review, that would really help us continue to build out our content and our community. Thank you so much.